What's up everybody? Sean here with another live Live to Roll. We're back with another great show for you guys this week. First of the year. Happy New Year's everybody. 2024. New year, new start. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today is new beginnings. <laughs> beginnings of life. Uh, stuff like So uh, yeah, let's do some intros guys. <laughs> we got our cool guy down there in the corner, but we'll, let, we'll get to him in a second with his sideways hat. But uh, I'm Sean. I'm a C5, C6 quad uh, from a snowboarding accident. Coming up on 20 years now at the end of the month. So, uh, Bobby, you want to go ahead? Sure, sure, sure. I'm Bobby Rohan, C5, C6 of 34 years and living here in Southern California. Happy New Year, everyone. Glad you can join us. Welcome in. we got two great guests here. Uh, one of our, both our regulars, I should say, Sarab, take it away. How's it going, everybody? My name is Sarab Zarifi. Uh, as you can see, my name on screen, never mind, I should stop that. <laughs> I am T4 to T7, uh, para. I've, uh, my injury is from a bomb blast when I was uh, five years old. I'm 30 uh, years in a wheelchair. Take it away, Mr. Sideways Hat. Mr. Sideways Hat. My name is Mr. Sideways Hat. And I've been injured for 43 years, coming up on um, 44 years in February. Um, I was injured in an industrial accident. Uh, I was ejected from an oil rig in North Dakota. Um, that explains the hat, you know, got a little crooked in the fall. So at any rate, um, been injured. I'm at L3, L4 incomplete. I am a spinal cord injury walker and roller. So I do walk, but I also use a wheelchair for long distances and to, uh, for the length of time I've been injured, keep from wearing out my joints and things like that so I can continue to walk. And um, we're going to have a great show today. We're going to be talking about uh, raising kids, infertility issues, you know, when you have a spinal cord injury. And before we get started, I want to take a quick mention and mention our sponsors. So if you guys don't know, our sponsors are urology professionals and mobility professionals. Mobility professionals is a local DME provider here in Southern California. They do wheelchairs and shower chairs and um, beds and all kinds of equipment and necessary things that we need. And they are not only a great provider, but they're part of the community. They are one of us. They, they have people on staff that use wheelchairs. They know us, they participate in our community and we love them for that. They're a great company. Uh, Urology Professionals is a national part of the same company. They provide urological care supplies and uh, things that you need for your bowel and bladder uh, management nationwide. They're everywhere. So same thing. They're part of us. They, they are part of the community and they provide a great service and we appreciate them very, very much. Next on to the show. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Louise. Yeah, we definitely appreciate our sponsors. I appreciate everybody in the chat. Thank you guys for joining. If you have any questions, make sure to drop them in the chat. We'll get to them. Um, if we don't get to them right away because we're in conversation, we will swing back uh, for your questions. And then before we actually do get started, 
since it is the first of the twenty first show of 2024 and stuff, um, I announced at the end of the last one, we had some newer stuff coming for this year. So just to, we have a couple little things in the works here. One is kind of like how Bobby, Robert, and Luis do the Rolling Over the Hill show. We're going to kind of have a more um, mature, experienced women show as well. So we have a panel of women that are going to be starting to do a show once a month starting in February. So not quite yet. We're still getting everything worked out on that. And then our friend Sarab here, who has been on two weeks in a row with me, um, is also going to be doing uh, an extra gaming um, stream as well. Not taking, not, Tom will still be on Wednesdays, not taking anything. The Toms will always be going there. Um, but Sarab will be doing another day of the week. We're still working out some details. So we will get all that stuff posted up soon and just check it out, you guys. So we will have more content coming on the Live to Roll channel. So just nothing but good things this year, just growing and trying to add some extra stuff for you guys uh, this year. So let's get into it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Nice. Um, so yeah, let's uh, get into the topic, there, guys. What was that, Tom? I said, sorry, I cut you off again. <laughs> You're good, man. But yeah, if you want to say anything too, uh, introduce yourself a little bit real quick and just, you know, I mean, people know you from the channel. You did your intro, but tell them, you give a little bit of your gaming background if you'd like real quick before we gaming get background. I've been gaming. Uh, I'm a PC gamer for 23 PC console handheld. Uh, started from arcade, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, it was in Pakistan. Uh, all the way on the other side. I, I was in arcade, and uh, I'll tell you, I got beat up by my mom <laughs> when I was young. Uh, those arcade days, but uh, yeah. Um, I do PC gaming, console gaming, everything. I'm trying to include everybody. Uh, 100% we're going to have a variety of games. Um, There's going to be our, our buddy Tom. He's going to be doing on Wednesday. I'll uh, hop in on Monday so we can get more uh more people for uh and for the channel and get more days uh, active for you yep so we'll looking have, like we're gonna have a show every free every day of the week yeah monday through thursday we'll have something live streaming on the channel so that'll be i think awesome be great you know for you guys just if anybody just wants to come hang out in the chat talk um you know because we are very much a community online here so yeah we, we love everybody's engagement and and hanging out and stuff so, so and yeah you're you're kind of recognized in the gaming world a little bit, right, Sorab? Uh yeah, as a loser, I have lost so much money in the tournaments. I'm done. I'm at the point where I'm like, <laughs> I just, I just want to be a coach and it'll get people gaming, and that's it. <laughs> You've told me you won some stuff. I have won some small amount of stuff, but no, not in the tournament yeah. league. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we did got a couple of our community involved in the tournaments. So they've mm -hmm. been doing good. Um, they haven't gotten to first place, but hopefully they will. There's more uh, tournaments, more companies getting involved 100% this year for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. We just have to branch out and uh, involve them with the Lift the Roll and uh, see if they got some tournaments for us so we can uh, bring it to our audience. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be nice opportunities. Be awesome. Mm -hmm. But um, all right, so that's what's coming in the future, guys. Keep your eye out. Make sure you, if you are subscribed, click that bell so you get the notifications for all the good stuff coming every uh, every day of the week here. <laughs> um, so let's get into the topic, though. We're going to do, you know, like about having kids, raising kids, and some of the fertility treatments and things like that. And um, Luis 
had kids many years ago, which I'm sure the fertility treatments might have changed a little bit, but I feel like are probably fairly similar. And then Sarab also um, has been going through some of fertility treatments and trying to have a kid right now. So he's trying to have a baby. So they both have some really great insight and knowledge. And then Bobby is a parent and has raised kids for a while now. So, and he's kind of like father to the show too. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't have to go. Luckily I didn't have to do the whole, you know, birthday. I married into it. So I got the lucky easy part. I, uh, but not according to my wife. She was like, you, know, you had the hard part, you know, with trying to raise these kids and, and, and uh, they just didn't have a good father figure. So uh, the pressure was on me. She said it was, that was the easy part. I thought it's, it's when they're uh, uh, what Louise went through having the infant to, you know, five years, 10 years, you know, so, so probably you still worry about your boys and, uh, all that good stuff. I, I I still worry about my boys, but my boys are old enough to buy me beer. They call me up and say, "Dad, meet us at the craft brewery. We're buying." Yeah, let's go to Hangar Twenty Four. Yeah, so it, it it's great. Um, my kids are in their mid thirties. They both um, recently, uh, two years ago, they each got married to wonderful gals, and then this year. Um, each of the two couples had babies. So there was a, a grandchild just uh, eight months ago and another grandchild eight weeks ago. So it's pretty awesome, you know, to go from not knowing because the doctor says, we don't know if you can have children or not. And, but saying when you and your wife are ready to have kids, come on back, we'll explore all the options, see what can be done and try and get you guys as a couple, get you some kids. And we, we did, we had the two boys and now we got two grandkids. It's awesome. Congrats brother. Congratulations. So Louise, let's start with you um, because, you know, Sarab is trying. So let's get Mm -hmm. your, you know, you actually, and this was done much longer ago. I mean, you said your boys are in the thirties, so I'm sure Mm -hmm. things, advance along so tell us about your process um you know did you have to use the whole uh fertility uh clinic and all that kind of stuff uh tell us a little bit about that process 30 years ago Mm -hmm. so back at that time um they the rehab hospital knew that um i was in a relationship that we were getting married Half the hospital showed up at the wedding. Um, so they kind of knew. Um, it was Rancho Los Amigos. Testing was uh, different in rehab back then. Uh, in rehab, they would actually test us at that time to fee- see if we were able to uh, have an erection. If you were able to have an orgasm. If you were able to, you know, ejaculate, you know. They would have different procedures for for women. I don't know that they still do that in rehab anymore. You know, this is something back in the 1980s, and rehab's changed a lot. There's a lot of things that they do now they didn't then, and then things that they would do then that they do not do now. So it, it may depend on 
where you go and who your doctors are and who your insurance is and whatnot. So they, they told us, they, they released me from the hospital. They said, go forth and have a good life. And if you guys have a baby, great, let us know. We did not. And they said, when you're ready, come back to the hospital. We'll do some testing and um, see where to go from there. So I went back to the rehab hospital. Uh, how, much, the famous, how much longer after your injury? Uh, approximately five years. So about okay. five years after my injury, we went back to the hospital to get some help. So uh, I went to the, the, there was a famous urologist, Dr. Esten Komar from Rancho Los Amigos. And he said, come back and we'll see what we can do to help. So they did some testing, blood tests and things like that. Um, and then they sent me to the women's hospital over in Los Angeles near General Hospital is a part of USC Medical. And they did some additional tests, you know, like sperm count, motility rate, which is how long the sperm lasts from point A to point B. Um, a few other tests are a little more technical. Could also be kind of gross. So, um, <laughs> but they, we talked about the, at the women's hospital, we also talked about the different options, such as trying to have babies naturally, having a donor, uh, the possibility of types of donors and the program that they have. And some of these programs have changed a little bit. So the information that you would get on that would be a little different today than what I went through, you know, at that time. Then when they figured out what they wanted to do, because my, my wife and I at the time, we wanted to try and have a baby naturally. We would go to a donor if nothing else worked, but we wanted to try naturally. So, so then so they, when you went okay. through all that, um, and sorry, I just, one quick question right. with what you were saying is you went through all that testing, you know, the fertility, motility rate and your sperm count was everything normal the the sperm count was normal and most of the test results were within the normal range except for my motility rate i had a very low motility rate so um and that's a great question by the way because this affects a lot of seis is that we lose our motility rate, which is the sperm getting from point A to point B before they die. Because sperm has a, a certain amount of lifetime that they have to get to where they need to go. And mine were dying before they could get there. And through different tests, we found out that not all of my sperm was getting to where it needed to be. And it was dying early. Part of my problem was I was having what was called a retrograde ejaculation, mm -hmm. which means that because the sphincters do not work correctly, in my case, they don't work at all. I have totally flaccid sphincters so that the sperm would not come out correctly and it would back up into the bladder where it would die before, you know, before it could get out. 
So at that point, they sent me to another hospital, a third one, Good Samaritan Hospital in downtown Los Angeles. And at Good Samaritan, they had a pretty unique fertility clinic there. And they wanted to try something new on me, something that was a little different. And it was a medication that would make the sphincters react differently. So instead of sitting there flaccid during an ejaculation, it would cause the sphincters to open. And by opening, more of the sperm would come out, get from point A to point B while they were still alive. And that medication made all the difference. And sure enough, it worked. And, and we had our first son. Two years later, we had our second son. It was a great process. The, the medication that they gave us is a class three narcotic. So it's pretty serious stuff. It's a, in, it's what, a way, in what way is that a class? What makes it a class three? It's a, it's a strong narcotic that they use in hospitals. Um, it's called furanol. Hmm. And in extreme low dosages, you will find it in certain over-the-counter medications. Mm-hmm. In normal dosages, it's something that you find in the operating room. You find it, you know, in certain doctor's offices. But it's not something that everybody has. And it's a very strong, addictive medication. So their big concern about that experimental medication was making sure that they could give you enough to go through the fertility process, but they didn't want you to become addicted to it because it, it is highly addictive. So we took it the way they suggested it. It worked. Um, my ex-wife, she got pregnant and we, and we were able to conceive naturally. The, for us, it was a huge miracle. It was just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that- that's a pretty good, uh, glad you were able to do it naturally. Um, so Rob, tell us about your process. I already searched the medication name just in case my friends. What's that? <laughs> the, I already searched his medication name on Google just in case. <laughs> just, oh, okay. I thought yeah, you were doing something. So that's what I figured. Yeah. I was like, let me see what's good. Like, what is this? Cause, uh, uh, I actually got on call with another buddy couple of weeks ago and we we're talking about we were discussing about you know this problem he was having similar problem like mine uh, and for five years he was not able to perform the ejaculation five years uh, of having flu well so rob's looking that up uh ben in the chat here asked does nice. health insurance cover the needed tests that's an awesome um, that's a great question because it really comes down to your insurance. Now, if you're Medicare, Medi-Cal, it's an if, it's a maybe. Uh, you know, it, it depends on a lot of things. Most private insurances, not usually. It depends. This is something that you're going to have to pay out of pocket for. In my well, case... You had, you had the workman's comp, is it? Correct? Yes. I had workers' comp. And with the VA hospital workers' comp, you tend to get some things that not all other insurances provide for. And so my insurance being workers' comp 
they covered everything, which was awesome. You know, but it was also not workers comp of California. It was a workers comp from another state. Also another thing with workers comp, um, a lot of times your workers comp will only cover based on the contract that they have with your employer. So if you have an employer that's a smaller employer, um, not as many employees, not a rich company, just a, you know, maybe there's a hundred people that work for the whole company. But if you have a big employer with deep pockets, they're more inclined to pay more than they would with a different employer. Workers comp is not the same for everybody. And I was working for an oil company, which is very deep pockets. Yeah. Deep pockets. And, but most are, I mean, most of, a lot of uh, workman's comp is way better than 90% of uh, private insurance. Yes. Or, 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 or my insurance, the HMO. <laughs> Basically, I, I'm very, very fortunate. My uh, work, Me having the workers' comp that I do, it's kind of like having Willy Wonka's golden ticket. <laughs> They've never said no to anything, and I'm exceptionally grateful for that but luis is sitting in an almost 20 year old chair or over 20 year old chair yeah, yeah so, exactly so I, I had to call maybe, you you had to go there yeah uh, and at full I, I still have that guilt about asking for anything i know i know but i feel like you, that's one thing that you gotta you really should take advantage of a, a yeah. little bit. I, you're right and, and i do i do need to do that i will call you with but items to get <laughs> i need to get a hold of our sponsors and give them some business there you go oh, yeah so um that's perfect so but, sarab uh you want to tell us a little bit about your experience and what you've been going through and if you've tried any medications if what what you're kind of you know what, what your experience is like right now uh so far uh so we st just started on our uh iui prep and is on two uh, let me just give a background information me and my wife have been married for 11 years and um, and have been trying for about nine years like solid trying and around like four or five years I was like okay you know what something's wrong with me definitely let me go check myself and just that that that's when I found out that oh my god there's nothing there's nothing in and insurances, uh, even some of the majority of private insurances did not cover uh, the testing. Forget about like, you know, the IUI or IVF. Uh, they didn't even cover uh, just the testing or getting checked if you have a sperm count or the mortality rate of it, all these tests. And even visiting the first appointment with your fertility clinic, uh, it costed, you know, upwards of three, hundred dollars five hundred dollars uh, depending like and so I, I had no choice i i just uh, paid cash for it and um, until i went to a couple of grand and seven and eight and i was not seeing any results i felt like you know these uh, clinics are not this they're not they're not like you know helping me because they're not moving beyond me uh, what were you paying for actually what were they were they uh, you... I was paying for um, pretty much uh, 
appointments to see them. I was paying for, uh, and this is multiple clinics. I was paying just the first appointment, uh, first examination, uh, and blood test. They did, um, they took my sperm and they did a couple of tests on my sperm. And that's all I got uh, up to. Because after that, And the procedure was like, how do we have zeros? How do I have uh, zero sperm count? Uh, what can we do to fix it? Oh, let's go on steroids. Let's get your testosterone up. All these mm -hmm. small things, like in these clinics, it's like $700, $800. Time and just damage just keeps piling up. And uh, in my head, I'm like, I haven't even got to the bigger part where I need IUI to, you know, uh, or to get pregnancy. Um, with my wife, and all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm, at that time I didn't have anybody else who was in a wheelchair. It was just me. Uh, mm -hmm. And then um, around 2018, 19, is when we had, uh, you know, I mean, sorry, 2020, uh, is when uh, the support group started, and and that, and those groups, we had the joke of the turkey paster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I started looking at things like that, but. Uh, you know, there's these small syringes in, um, in CVS that they sell for people who have hard time, you know, um, uh, doing together and stuff. And you want to talk uh, about that process? Yeah. And uh, I did it definitely uh, with the, the syringes, the small syringes. It's basically the process was to get, um, get your sperm in a, in a small cup put in a syringe where it's not exposed to too much oxygen because oxygen is very bad for the sperm. And then put it straight away in the syringe and, you know, do the process with your uh, person, significant other. Um, but pretty much, um, that's with these things as well, but it's cheaper, super cheaper. Uh, that was a manual. Then also there was another option, the massager. Apparently there's a massager that helps really a lot. Uh, but yeah, that's just for... Verticare, Verticare, is it? Yeah. Verticare yeah. makes one. And, there are a few and, uh, now. But... And I saw the price of it. I almost passed out from the price of it. There, uh, there are cheaper options, though. There are different options out um, that you can use that are just as good as, or I feel like better than the 30 stuff. So. Yeah, by going to an adult store and picking up something that everybody uses. Yeah, just like um, typically those like wand type things will work, um, mm -hmm. and you can adjust to different to the different levels you need and stuff. Um, so yeah, but go ahead, Sarab. Um, but you still have to be very careful. I mean, something we yeah. can talk about with that. You know, yeah. if you're using the VertiCare or any of those type of products to ejaculate um, semen, is you know making sure that one those those devices especially the verticare that has a round like quarter-like device that you're putting um down there and it can cause a skin breakdown um, depending on the speed so you have to be careful of you know uh of, of causing any type of uh skin irritation and then also for some of us who have the dysreflexia, making sure that your dysreflexia, dysreflexia is not going to be something where it's 
you're not going to be able to manage it at home. So, you know, yeah. so you have to be careful. 100%. Yeah, because you're pretty much giving yourself spasm. Uh, mm -hmm. In another word, because uh, uh, you're not feeling it in your stomach. Uh, but um, when I heard of the, uh, the, the massager, the one, the expensive one, forgot their name. Um, but I thought that was uh, just the name of it. I thought it was going to be my cure. You know, that's how desperate I was. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, then I found out that, you know, it helps you to uh, ejaculate. But then I was like, okay, that's not in my alley. I, I have that problem. The problem is the sperm count. So now this year, thankfully, me and my wife are now moving uh, towards high UI. And if that doesn't work, then insurance to IVF. And uh, if that doesn't work, then um, adoption. Do you want to explain just a little bit of what each of those are? Um, 100%. Yeah. Like what the process is or what, yeah, what those are? Because some people what, may not be too familiar. Yeah. Why, yeah. yeah what, so now, uh, Luis, have you been, to, uh, has any of you guys been through the uh, IUI or just, uh, or mm -hmm. so IUI basically they, um, they, they take the sperm they, with a syringe. So pretty much uh, before, like the turkey baster style. That's <laughs> just a joke. Yes. It's not really a turkey baster. Um, um, you do it yourself. Instead of that, the clinic does that for you. But obviously, you're going to be in two months, early or three months. Depends how long. You're going to be on, uh, your wife is going to be on, um, uh, or your partner is going to be on, on a medication. So uh, her eggs accepts your sperm much uh, mm -hmm. more better. I do apologize. My explanation is pretty horrible. Uh, but... Uh, but uh, so two months preparation or three months preparation, then you go to a clinic and uh, uh, they take the sperm and they put it in your partner, but through a syringe and they can also, they, and if you cannot ejaculate, uh, the, the, some clinics have these options where they can just pull the sperm from the, the ball, uh, the, from the mm -hmm. testicles. Yes. Yeah. Which many people don't know about that option. Uh, you don't have that, to. Uh, that was an option for us. Oh, yeah. They, they made that available if doing it naturally didn't work. There was, it, at our time, in vitro fertilization was a brand new technology. So it was just starting to happen. And nowadays, it's very commonplace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like multiple times people tried because it's unsuccessful successful and they're really expensive ibf is really expensive IVF you know, is yes okay. i was just going to ask did they also test your wife as well surab in, in our case they tested my wife as well um uh with my wife they tested her everything's good it's me who's the <laughs> i'm always a follow dang it sir Thank you, man. Me again. Uh, but, but yes. Um, well, I'm curious. You know, like with us, we had to very specifically time when she was having her uh, menstrual oh, yeah. cycle. Are you uh, doing the same thing and taking her temperature and, you know, journaling it, keeping it in a diary or a journal and tracking that so you know when best to put your best efforts forward and you know, yeah. give it a try. That, that's the day where I get, keep myself super healthy, no stress. 
I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> you don't <laughs> like, answer my phone call. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm like, today's the window. The, the keyword is window. Also, you can keep a track of, uh, I think the the word for it. I'm. Uh, let me try to see the name. For it. Uh, I just call it window. It's the op window of opportunity on these certain dates, uh, and mm -hmm. I think it's usually around like seven to eight. It's different for everybody. Seven to eight days after your uh, period is finished, that's when usually uh, the window opens up. Uh, that you're able to. Um, you have higher chance of getting her, uh, your partner pregnant. Right. Yes. And um, most of the time now, there's apps where you can keep track of that. There's also test uh, test strips that you can buy from like mm -hmm. your pharmacies uh, that will tell you if it's your uh, if if it's your windows if it, if you're able it's to get if you have higher chance of getting uh, pregnant. Mm -hmm. so, yes, uh, keeping that track of that uh, that's number one step. Uh, yeah, a lot of things, 100%. Uh, it's very stressful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially which, on your partner. Which is never good for trying to get pregnant because stress is, you know, goes along with, you know, the, you know, not everything taking just quite right. So that's where you hear people try and try and try for years. And then they're like, okay, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Then all of a sudden, boom, it happens. Yeah, they give up and then they get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, because they dropped all the stress of it. And it was my sister-in-law is, is, you know, I what I heard from my wife, she said, yeah, it was the same thing. You know, they tried for years and then to no success, uh, years later, all of a sudden, boom, it just happened. Um, stress really takes a toll. On That's why when I, I was going through the process, um, they said, take your time. Let's, you know, if you're not going to have kids for a couple of years, because they asked us when, and we said, oh, I, you know, three, four, five years out or something like that. And Dr. Komar says, awesome. Go practice. Go have fun. You know, <laughs> go to a beach somewhere and get naked. Yeah, there you go. Do the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely over the years uh, it does um takes a toll on our body if we're if you we're sitting on our wheelchair and that heat is never good for us for uh, our body part the lower body part yeah and i don't know did you have this sean i mean so when i got hurt they you know one of the topics to my you know that said oh you're young you're gonna you know one day maybe have a family maybe you should think about you know uh freezing up some sperm because over time sitting in a cushion uh in a seat all day it lowers your chances of that sperm count that you need and yeah so i i thought like well you know being 17 it was like mm, not really thinking about it <laughs> um i get what you're saying and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. It's kind of the attitude I put to it, you know, and, um, you know, in my case, it was, it was great. You know, I, I, I thought I was going to get married at a young age. Luckily I, I dodged that bullet, whatever you want to call it. And then mm -hmm. much later in life, you know, in my thirties, I finally, you know, met somebody 
where, you know, okay. And she had already had kids and she told me, you know, I know you're a little bit younger than me, so I don't want to have any kids if that's your thought. Uh, you know, I'm done. I had two and no more. This factory's closed. And I was, you know, I said, well, I didn't meet you to have kids. I met you because of who you are. And uh, I want to, you know, want to continue this relationship. You know, if we have kids of our own or don't, that's fine. So, Bobby, you never you never were like really uh, like had the need or the want to have your own kid or anything? No. Not necessarily, yeah. no. Yeah, I don't, that was kind of my, I don't actually remember anybody saying anything like that about freezing sperm when I was in the hospital. Um, so I don't know if they said that to me or not, or if they had mentioned that, it, um, or if I just don't remember. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I was kind of the same. I mean, I was tw- just had turned 21. Like that wasn't really a thought in my head. I just figured it's yeah. the future. If it ever happens, great. If not, no worries. So like, I just never had that, uh like need of like, you know, I need to have my own kid or something like that to have a child. But And after being with my cousin this afternoon, we went to lunch with him. He's got three, two boys and a, a two-year-old girl. And, whew, you know, he was running all <laughs> over the room. Boy, stop. stop. And then what are you screaming at? And, you know, it's just like, you just, he has so much patience that I could have never, you know, I would have just lost my mind. So, um, but you know, when I had my kids, they were, you know, or my stepkids, they were much older. Uh, Luis, that process, I know we've talked about it on this before. Uh, being a new dad, someone with a disability, what is it like? You know, how, how did that work, you know, work out for you? For me, it was uh, an interesting process because People that didn't know me were like, well, how are you going to take care of kids? You have a disability. You know, how are you going to push a stroller and take care of a baby? And it's like, look, I got hands. I, you know, if I was a quad, I would just do it a different way. I would have to maybe get some help or use a different technique. But I said, taking care of kids and having kids you adjust. It's just like anything else with our disabilities. We can still do the same things, but we might have to do them differently. You know, so um, like I would learn to push my wheelchair with one hand and push the stroller with another hand at the same time, just like Mm -hmm. I do a shopping cart or anything else, you know, um, being able to handle the kids or um, fortunately, uh, the first couple of years when I didn't have kids, I wasn't standing yet, but you know, by the time I did have kids, I was able to stand so I could stand at the changing table and, you know, be able to give the kids a bath and do whatever I needed to do to clean that diaper. Um, yeah, that's the favorite part, cleaning the diapers. Yeah. Speaking of which, that's why I'm like, not too, uh, not too easy. You know, it doesn't you know, hurt me so much. I didn't have kids. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've got a cold right now, so I didn't see anybody over Christmas. So my son and daughter-in-law they call me for a video conference on Christmas Day, so that I could see the new grandbaby Grayson, and they're they're going, "Oh, Papa, 
hang on a second, you're going to love this. Grayson just pooped his diaper all the way up the front and the back. And they're showing it to me on a, on a video thing. And it's like, no, no, come on, guys. I already served my time. I don't need to see any more dirty diapers, please. And it's like, oh, this is great. Isn't it great? You know, the baby just pooped the first time on a video chat. Yeah, and like, oh my God, modern times. Well, at least it was by chat and not real, you know, real life. Yeah. I was going to say, you only had to see it. You didn't, get, you didn't have to smell it. So. Yeah, you didn't have to smell yeah. it. I got an advantage here, guys. It. What's that? I got an advantage here, guys. I'm going to be awake all night. <laughs> oh, oh, your day's coming, my friend. It is coming. <laughs> Your moment will be there, you know, because there will come that time when when your wife rolls over and says, oh, Sue Rob, please, I've been up three times tonight. Can you change the diaper this time? Okay, honey. And you're going to have to go and change that diaper. It, it's going to happen, my friend. The morning, that scares me, like five in the morning, six in the morning, Bobby's times. That, that yeah. is a scary part. I don't know how Bobby oh, wakes up in the morning. Come to my time. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure once you it, once you have a kid, dude, you will. Uh, you're yeah, you're you're gonna figure out the waking up whenever pretty quick. You just have to learn how to be that partner. That you're taking these hours. I'm taking these out. You know, I, I'm sure it comes down to that, right, Louise? So, Yes. My, my, my kids are going through it right now. You know, um, my son, Mark, you know, he's, it's eight weeks since they had the baby. Mm -hmm. He's just getting ready to go back to work. He works at a, a hospital here in Southern California in the emergency room. And he's been off for eight weeks. So it's time for him to go back. Um, now my daughter-in-law, she's taking care of the baby and she's going to be off a little more time. So she's going to have to get a little more help. Either my mom or go over or me or um, someone in her family. We all live pretty close by. Hey, Kendall. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Kendall. I can't believe it. Anyways, that's my cousin, Kendall. She lives up in NorCal. So at any rate, speaking of babies, Kendall has three kids. She has her own kids. Um, now, Mark... Um, even though he's going back to work and Erica has a little more time before she goes back and she, she'll get that help, then Mark will come back and take another couple of months off three months from now. Oh, okay. So he has enough time accrued that he can space out his time so that he can be more with the baby and Erica over time. You know, in my case, um, when we first had, uh, Mark, I was working and my ex-wife, she was working. So we had, um, babysitters nearby that lived nearby. We had some family. And then when Mark and, um, Nick got old enough, uh, we started taking them to, um, what do you call it? Not, uh, not preschool. What someone help me out. What's before preschool? Oh, kindergarten or preschool or day before preschool, day. not kindergarten. Um, it, it, it was called the Gerber baby center, you know, Gerber baby foods. 
Mm-hmm. So they had a a daycare for babies prior to preschool. Mm-hmm. And because we were both working, we got to that point about a year before um, preschool, we were taking them to the Gerber Center, which was a big help. You know, it, it made a difference. Yeah, we just um, just had a quote that that's one thing that uh, comes into play when having little kids is, is, you know, how to do everything. You know, one uh, we saw here that there was an accessible changing uh, table that somebody built so he, they can do the diaper situations. And then a buddy of mine who had kids, uh, all his kids, he put um, put them in long johns uh, hmm. so he could pick them up. So he would just scoop them up and put them on his lap so he can push around with the babies. <laughs> and you know, especially when they got to the age of crawling, you know, he can just reach down, grab them, put them on his lap. And he would, you know, he, had, he didn't have the, you know, C5, 6, my, like myself. So he just made the straps a little bit longer. And he said, yeah, sometimes they, they would get tired of it falling off the shoulder, but it was loose enough so he can just get his whole arm under there and get them up on top of his lap. And so there's different, you know, I, I think everybody has their own technique. And I think if you go back in uh, earlier shows, we had Mickey and we had Michelle. They both had um, different ways of, of, of things they uh, used to, you know, take care of a baby. You know, mm-hmm. where they do it independently, as well as Ellen Stoll. And I think all, is that right? All three of them are going to be on our. Those, they're our, all, those are all three on the, yeah, new, gonna be on the new women's panel. Yeah. yeah. So th- they might be able right. to talk about it more as in that mother, mother part. I think well, a lot of times, and I don't know if you got away with it, Louise, as being the, you know, the father doesn't do as much as that per se baby care kind of deal yep. to change diapers as much but um, nowadays i think there it's more equal than it was back then yeah it, it, when i wasn't working i was a full-time dad you know because a lot of my i was an it professional and I, as a contractor so when i was in between contracts i was at home i'd be a full-time dad then when i had a contract i was working you know so with both of us working, we required to, you know, get more care, professional care. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to change the subject just a little bit here. Uh, Black Gal of uh, Olivia, she made a great point here that um, we talk about the fertility, being able to go uh, to a fertility clinic, working something out, finding something that you can have a baby or. Um, whether it's in vitro fertilization, a donor, um, which is still in vitro fertilization. Um, but adoption, adoption is a real, you know, possibility for us in our community. You know, um, my brother and um, former sister-in-law, they looked at that was adoption. You know, my brother wasn't able to have kids Um Long story short, my brother had a vasectomy uh, many, many years ago. Uh, Later in life, he met a woman uh, 
and told her, you know, hey, I had a vasectomy. But later in their marriage, he changed his mind and thought, yeah, maybe, maybe have a, a kid would be a great idea. So he tried to have a reversal mm-hmm. of his vasectomy. And um, long story short, it didn't work out, but they made the effort. And at one point after they made that effort, they did consider adoption and they did have a, a trial adoption as well. So that that's always a consideration for someone that you really want to have a child. And when all else fails, there's still are other options. Oh, yeah. And I you know my wife and I thought about it, you know, not that she just didn't want to have kids. It's not that going through the pregnancy and all that again. But the one thing that we did talk about is, um, you know, adopting. And but, you know, with our with her young as my um, daughter, uh, stepdaughter, Melody, uh, you know, with her disability, it was starting to have some medical issues and just working. We both worked. It just didn't line up right, you know, where we could uh, uh, invest in some uh, to build on the family. And, you know, I I think when adopting, you got to put a little bit more not anymore, but you know, there's there's a lot of work just the same, even if they're a little bit older. You, know. you could adopt me, puppy. So, <laughs> no, thank you. you. No, no, I got you. Just no, make, remember the quad bike is gonna be missing. We got any more electric vehicles there? Yeah. <laughs> Do I have any? Nah. You can borrow those uh, power. Since I've been in wheelchair for, since uh, I was five years old. Um, I never thought of having kids. Never. I didn't think I was gonna have a kid. I didn't think I was gonna. Have I was. I knew I was gonna get married, but I didn't think I was gonna ever have kids. Uh, mm-hmm. That thought never. I, it was more of a like, whatever is gonna happen to me, it's gonna happen to me. If God gives, God gives. You know, <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna jinx or anything. I'm not gonna disrespect it. Uh, I would definitely uh, want to adopt. That was my main thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but when I got married, my wife was like, you're able to have kids. Let's just try to have kids. And, um, I tried, we tried it and it didn't work. And, um, next thing was adoption. That was the main thing. And that's still on my, on my, in my desk, on my desk. That would be my number one thing. hundred percent. My main goal is I don't want to ever stress my wife. I want my wife to be happy. Because, you know, when your wife is happy, you're happy. Your stomach's also happy. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, basically, uh, he came to an agreement that, you know, 100%. Uh, let's try all options. But it's good because it, 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 the main thing is I don't want to be lonely. You know? That's what scares yeah. me. Um, uh, that and I'm like, you know what? The six foot eight jeans that my brother has. Maybe I'm blessed with it too. Maybe, maybe not, but let's just see. Uh, this way I don't have to reach yeah. higher on the, you know, kitchen. You know, yeah. nice tall son or, or daughter or whatever. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking this subject that we're talking about today, this m- might be a good topic for us to have a joint show with the gals. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, because I think it's more yeah. for them than than on our side. You know, I was going to say um, I got the best of, 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 of the world of having a grandkid, you know, with uh, by yeah. marriage. And, you know, my wife's older son, you know, and had kids. And, you know, so I got to be that granddad since he was, uh, you know, since birth. So that was fun. And it's always great that, you know, having a grandkid over for a few nights and then you get to send them home, especially when they've gotten spoiled by grandma for a couple of days and grandpa, you know, and I noticed too, I just, I don't tolerate a lot of, you know, nope, you can't eat on the couch. You have to eat at the table. Like why? And my, you know, and Ellen's such a pushover, you know, she's just like, Oh, let him do that. No, you know, and then eventually, you know, when she's like, Oh man, I got to stand on my couch. I'm like, see, he told you, you know, you don't learn, but, and I find out I'm more, and I was, and I'm just this way to myself. My parents were not too much. I mean, they had some of their, you know, some of the rules, but they weren't sticklers about, you know, a lot of things. I find that I am, you know, and I think it's more, a lot of times I, I, you know, my wife tells me it's my ADD, you know, where when you're done with the potato chip bag, you know, put it back roll it up, fold it, put the clip on, you know, you know, we don't just leave it open and, or scrunch it up and then throw, you know, so I, I mean, I give, you know, just some of the, the nuances of the, what the kids do, you know, I, I'm just like, ah, but I love having it. And, you know, I got to, ex you know, experience some of, you know, what it would have been like to be a dad and that I would have never, I think it would have been just the same. You know, I, except, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't, I, I can't do a few things, but for, you know, as he's getting a little bit older where he's not um, uh, playing catch with me as much, but yeah. for a long time, we would go outside and play football and catch, you know, for hours, like my, you know, and I can't, yeah. you know, you're at football, I can't throw a football, but just like rugby, I would just throw it up and you know, hit it to him. Yeah. And, you know, luckily I played quad rugby, so it gave me the skills to do that. And we would play just the same for hours. And I bought him, uh, you know, I couldn't uh, throw the ball at him so he can practice hitting for baseball. Mm -hmm. I went out there and bought uh, a baseball and we practice where it just swings around a pole, kind of like a tether ball. And it would go around the pole. And then as it comes back, he just has to learn the timing. But, you know, it was something I can work on with him without having to throw a ball. And then also yeah. we bought, like a, you know, a net that he can throw the ball and it would come back at him. And then we bought a, a pitching uh, and I would teach him the skills. And and I couldn't teach how, you know, to do some of the movements, but I get on YouTube and then find somebody that's showing you and then like, look, Chance, this is what you're going to be doing. Yeah. And then I would became, you know, I wasn't, I couldn't become the coach on the field, but I can become the coach with him and we would film his, uh, his games. And he would be like, yeah, it was, that was bad pitching. I like, no, it wasn't. Look, look at your swings here. These are not bad pitches. They were right there. You were swinging too early. And he would be looking at it. And at first he was like, 
no, I don't want to look at this. And then eventually when he started looking at it, he's like, I see what I'm doing wrong. You know, and that, you know, so you, you learn how to overcome some of the things that you can't do. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time listening to a radio program of them talking about, you know, it must suck if you have a disability and have kids because you can't do anything with them. And it's like, no, you can do the same thing. It's just a little bit different, just like what we do with sports. You know, exactly. I, ski, I water ski, you know, and those are things that you think like how at first, you know, you think, how the heck are you going to do that? But there's ways that we can still do things just a little bit different. And I think that goes along with fatherhood. I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and, and some of you out there know, I'm an SEI walker. But I am not an SEI runner. I can't run at all. I'll, I'll fall on my face. Um, but I'm an SEI roll around on the grass in the backyard with my kids, kids kind of deal, dad. Plenty of times we'd go out in the backyard and I would just hop out of the chair or get down off my braces on the ground and we'd roll around in the grass and wrestle around and, you know, just like Bobby said, throw the ball around. Um, my kids wanted to run but I can't run, but I can roll in the wheelchair right alongside with them as they're running, or I can um, roll alongside them when they're riding their tricycle and their bicycle. Mm-hmm. You know, we would go and do those things and ride around the, the neighborhood, me and my chair and, you know, them on their bicycles, you know, it, not being able to do the things that my kids could do didn't stop me from being there with my kids to do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the important part, just being there. Cause like you guys are both saying, like there's multiple ways to adapt anything. You might not be able to do it exactly like another parent, but yeah. you can figure out a way to do those same activities and things with your kids. Um, look look yeah. at the hand cycles that we have today. You know, back when I was injured, we didn't have hand cycles. Now, today, we've got hand cycles, and man, every parent with an SEI, if you got kids, get a hand cycle and go cycling with your kids. Yeah. They'll love it. And all their friends will go, wow, your mom, your dad's got that really cool chair that they drive with their hands. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, growing up in sports, every kid... Everybody who had kids, I would bring them to the gym. I mean, it was awesome watching them, you know, just be natural in a chair. You know, and yeah. even with Chance, you know, it's funny one thing, and I don't know if your kids did this too, Luis, and it, and I guarantee they probably did. Is uh, teachers would tell us, you know, oh, you're in a chair. Okay, that explains it. We're like, what? You know, when we used to go to parent conference, yeah, and. Uh, they were like, oh, Chance is kind of, it, it um, you know, always helps out the kids that are slower. Even though he's one of the fastest runners, he yeah. always helps out kids that are a little bit different. Hmm. Yes. The, I would always get that at the parent-teacher conference where the teacher would say, you know, your kids are so compassionate with the other kids that we're, we're trying to mainstream into the classes, you know, a kid that who might be in a chair, or a kid that has autism or uh, some type of d- 
disability and your kids reach out to them and, you know, make friends with them where some of the other kids are a little more shy. They're a little standoffish. They're not sure what to do. And your kids yeah. just jump in there and instant friends. Yeah. And we were at a target uh, once where uh, Chance saw this lady and she was trying to do something in her chair and just like get over. And, you know, I think it was four or five and, you know, I didn't know, I did not see her. He saw her and all of a sudden he was just gone. I'm like, Where'd you go. And then we looked around the corner and there he was pushing some lady and this lady's like, no, no, I'm, uh, you know, and I'm like, Chance, stop, stop. And she's just like, oh, I think he thought I was struggling because I was just kind of looking around uh, for pants and, you know, she was in the jean section or something like that. Yeah. And then we just figured like, oh, she just needs to go like Papa needs to go. <laughs> so, and I'm like, oh, sorry. And she goes, oh, well, that kind of explains it. <laughs> you know, I, I get to mention this real briefly. Uh, I mentioned my son, Mark, is a emergency room RN. So is my other son, Nick. They both work emergency rooms as RNs. And both of them, even though I do not have AD, my injury is too low. I don't have it. But both Mark and Nick, as ER nurses, they know what AD is. So when one of my friends, one of my brothers or sisters with SCI goes into the <laughs> hospital, that's the first thing they'll ask is, did you go to the bathroom today? Is your pants too tight? Is your bladder full? You know, they, they know what to start asking for when somebody goes in with possible AD. They know what it is. Yeah, that's you know, always. Can they get a job? Can they get a job by my hospital? <laughs> they they actually both of them when they were in nursing school, um, their nursing instructors in school asked them, "Why do you know so much about AD?" Well, our father's he's a spinal cord injury. You know, he he knows this stuff, and she goes, "Oh, that's awesome." would you like to explain it to the rest of the class? Which was great because that way more nurses are learning what AD is. At the hospitals they work in, they bring it up. They tell people, oh, that person in the wheelchair, um, ask them if they're a spinal cord injury or a, a spinal disorder of some type. And if they think they're having AD, and we'll, we'll talk about what AD is. They both yeah. do that. That's, I think, one of the really big benefits to, you know, kids growing up in a household with somebody with a disability, with a dad, mom, anything with a chair. They're much more aware of stuff like that. And I think uh, just just really kind of more compassionate towards everything like that. So it's a great, um, great for everybody. Go ahead, Sarab. We're going to be wrapping up here in a second. So okay. what, what are your... Uh... Um, first, I found out um, um baby i found two babysitters today okay in case me and you sean we have kids bro we got <laughs> two babysitters already in here second <laughs> uh, very like the, the wagon before the wheel <laughs> i found babysitters no you're definitely gonna be babysitting okay, if i have a kid or if i don't um second is um you guys were talking about your kids you know um uh, your grandson and your kid 
uh, how they're compassionate. In my head, I was the whole time I was like, oh God, my kid will probably go to somebody and pull their like wheel out from the center, <laughs> <laughs> just to just to mess with me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's surprising how much people don't know about ED. Uh, how many nurses don't know? Even today, uh, a few days ago, my uh, one of my buddies, his blood pressure was skyrocketing, skyrocketing to 170. And all they had to do is just move his leg. He was a quad. He's a quad. All they had to do was just move his leg straight, and his his blood his body would you know relax. And crazy how um, they didn't, they weren't trained about this. But yes, go ahead, Sean. No, yeah, that is one of the crazy things. Like I've been to the hospital many times with the nurses or doctors having very limited or no knowledge of AD and uh, you know what was happening. Um, yeah. So, it is. That's just really great. Um, um, but yeah, uh, do some babysitting. <laughs> you got babysitters for Rob when you are ready. <laughs> Absolutely. But if, I don't know if you're going to trust me, Sarab. Come on. Just anything to annoy Bobby, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we are getting kind of towards the uh, or we are towards the end of an hour already. Um, so I don't know if you had any other last thoughts, if anybody wanted to do, say anything to wrap up. Um, but I think there was some great information on fertility and just raising kids and stuff for anybody that is or like looking towards that yes. here in the future. Yeah, and I think the best, you know, advice, you know, if it's, you know, starting to get pregnant, going through the process and even, ha you know, when, you know, especially for SEI women who are pregnant, um, but also fathers to be, you know, start getting on these message boards and finding those who have, gone through the process and find as many as you can to discuss, you know, what everybody had done it a little bit different. And everybody has such great advice. We, we barely scratched the surface on, you know, on all this today. Uh, and we're not professionals. And Louise, it's been not not to say, oh, it's been so long since you've done it. But, um, you know, Sean and I haven't been through the process. And Srobs, you know, everybody's different when they're going through mm -hmm. motility and uh, trying to get pregnant these days. And everybody has a different way. So definitely reach out to others that have had kids. And how did you do it? And what avenue yeah. did you And how did you afford it? And um, all that great stuff. Th things have changed a lot. And some things are still the same. But the technology, the, the medical care, the treatments keep changing and getting better. Mm -hmm. If you really want to have a child in this world, it's absolutely possible one way or another. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. if that's really important to you, make, make that your goal. Find mm -hmm. out your options. Talk to the professionals. Talk to people that you know. Uh, even though, like with us, our fertility, just like our spinal cord, is different amongst each of us. Our injuries are all each a little different and our fertility is a little bit different. So that's why it's always good to talk to you, your professionals. And, and in the, to wrap this up, in the words of Dr. Eston, A. Eston Komar, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> that's great advice. I, I, that, that's no problem. But for, we have Paul just joined us, our good buddy Paul from uh, 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 over the border in Canada, uh, he has two girls. So um, not sure what 
which way he did, but that would, you know, there you go. You, you go to somebody that has gone through the process and um, two girls, you know, start talking to people like Paul and like yes. Louis and ask them, what'd you go through? And, and people, you know, and as you're going through the process, I'm sure it helps to have a support team like Sir Rob's going through it and trying to do it. So, you know, it's great to talk with people that it's not working out right away. And because for some, it doesn't. And it, and it, you don't have to be SEI for this. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. This is a common thing for, for people. <laughs> We're not, it's not, you know, just SEI and, and, and just in this case, it's just us. So lots of people. Yeah. It's also disorders, um, yeah, not yeah. just injury, but also disorders. Yeah, the able-bodied people have issues yeah. with fertility. So really, and Paul yeah. said, happy to share his experience to reach Paul, out. Your, Maybe um, we'll reach out and uh, yeah, if you want to put your Instagram in there for anybody that has questions, maybe. And uh, maybe we'll reach out and do like a little, some extra info from you or something and get some, some short content for some, uh, some little interview or something with you about that. Cause I think it's honestly, like you said, Bobby, it's not just for our community, for all communities. It's something that everybody in the world pretty much goes through at some point yeah. trying to have children. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And to your uh, partner, that's the main key as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. Just reach out. Um, like Bobby said too, we are not professionals. We're just sharing what experience, knowledge that we have gained. Um, so reach out, talk to professionals, get the, you know, go to some of uh, the fertility clinics and things. And I know some of it can be pretty pricey, like Sarab said, but if that's what's important to you in life, there are ways to do that. I mean, I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, even if like starting a GoFundMe, things like that to help yourself, if, you know, um, yes. and there might even be like nonprofits, I'm not sure, but there's lots of stuff, options and things you can look into, I'm sure to, uh, to, to figure that stuff out. So thanks everybody. Um, and then, yeah. So on another note, we got gaming coming up tomorrow on the live to roll channel. Tom, be Tom on, will be back. Tom will be back doing some gaming tomorrow. I got to make a banner for Sarab coming up for some Monday gaming soon. Um, mm -hmm. And actually update most of these as well. Finally, uh, Bobby's uh, sound effect. I got to get all the effects in here. Um, and then we have on Thursday, we have Brianna coming on for the women's disability show um, this month. And then after this month, we'll have the mature women show. I, I don't know if I should call. I, I don't know what to. We're going to have to ask them. Make sure you talk to them. What do you want to call your show? That's actually the I'm in the process show. of that right now. Oh, so the untitled other women's show will be here. But this week we have Brianna coming on. Um, she has some guests talking about some cool stuff. Next week, we got these guys coming back on the Thursday for Rolling Over the Hill, second Thursday of the month. Um, so we got that yeah, we rolling. Got and then we'll also be back for another live every Tuesday. Uh, we have another guest, our friend Tyler, coming on next week. Um, I think we're going to talk some kind of temperature regulation stuff so if you guys want to come back join us next week that'll be awesome if you are not subscribed click that subscribe click that bell button so you get the notifications that like button click that and don't like forget button. and don't forget about our sponsors and yeah, if you're needing somebody here in the 
Southern California area mobility professionals. They're your urology needs. They're your wheelchair needs. They're there for you here in Southern California. But if you're not urology professionals for your, all your urology needs, uh, they take most insurances. I think we had uh, uh, Roy here a little earlier, if he's still there, but he switched over, loved it. So Rob just switched over and uh, company was very, very easy to work with. So check them out. Got yeah. it yesterday, called day before yesterday. I mean, not sorry, not yesterday, but yeah, on the weekdays, I got it. Took them one day to bring my equipment. Very nice company. Yeah, so yeah, they have amazing customer service, amazing people that work in there. And like Luis mentioned earlier, they're very involved in the community. Their, their, their outreach is not just the company. They volunteer a lot of different events, come out, and yes. they're just all really great people. Um, and it starts at the top and all the way down. So great companies. We appreciate their support. We appreciate all you guys' support in the chat. Thank you guys for coming, watching every week. Happy New Year again. First show of the new year. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we will see you guys next week. See you in the